uh, Naaman, who, who went because he had leprosy, he had a skin disease, and Jordan described it as faces falling off and noses and ears, and that's just the kind of kid he is. But, but the bottom line is, is that when he went and... And Elijah basically said, just go dunk yourself in the river seven times. He wasn't going to do it because it seemed too simple. He wanted something complicated. He wanted something hard and difficult. And he was just about to go away until his, one of his servants said, look, if, if he asked you to do something hard, you would have done it like that. But because he asked you to dip yourself in the river that you think is a dirty river seven times, then you think that's a no-go. And it just highlights to me and hopefully to you that sometimes our pride gets in the way of what God wants to do. And, and sometimes it's actually quite simple, the faith. Well, most of the time, the, 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 the more I'm travelling with God, the simpler it's becoming. And, and we can just make it complicated. And we go, no, surely God doesn't want me to do that because it's too simple. Well, surely God can't do that for me because it, it just seems too miraculous. But maybe, just maybe, we're overcomplicating it. And it's a bit more simple than what we think it is. And so we're going to have another story tonight on leprosy and on Jesus this time cleaning the story. And it's a story um, of how Jesus... He was the leper. Here it is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8, 1 to 4. It said, When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large uh, crowds followed him. And when he's talking about the mountainside, this is the mountainside that we see in Matthew 5, right through to the end of chapter 7. It's where Jesus does all his, a bulk of his teaching at the beginning of Matthew's, the Beatitudes, up on that mountain. Don't judge other people, up on that mountain. Lord's Prayer, up on the mountain. You need to forgive people for you to be forgiven, up on the mountain. Everything that he laid down as kingdom values, as what he saw as important for us as the people of God to do, was set up on the mountain. And now he's coming down and he's not going to talk about it anymore, he's going to do it. And that's how we introduce the story that Jesus is going to bring a kingdom value as he comes down the mountain. And a man with leprosy, and as Jordan said, there's, there's leprosy of all kinds in the New and the Old Testament. There's the, the stuff that we call leprosy today, where you, you lose the nerve feelings in the end of in your skin and you can damage yourself and get infected and things can drop off and, and it be all nasty, but... In, in the New Testament and Old Testament time, that, that was from that degree all the way down to a rash. Okay, so there's a big spectrum. We don't know what kind of leprosy he had. But what we do know is that in leprosy, you were ostracized out of your community because they didn't know if you were contagious or not. You weren't allowed to worship God. You weren't allowed to be with your family. You were pushed to one side. And so a man come with leprosy, he came and he knelt before him and said, Lord, if you're willing, make me clean. Not if you can do it. 
There's no doubt in his mind that he could do it. The doubt was whether he was willing to do it. And isn't that the doubt that you and I sometimes have? I kind of think that God's big enough for this, but I don't really know if he wants to do it for me. And that's the question that he's asking. Lord, I know you can, but are you willing to? And Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man and said, you betcha, I'm willing. That's the Barry translation. You betcha. That takes in all the Greek and the Hebrew and all the important words that you don't need to know. You betcha, I'm willing. It's a yes. He said, be clean. And immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. And you know what? I wish that when I prayed for people, that was the immediate response. And sometimes when we've prayed for people and nothing's happened, we go, well, maybe it's just Jesus. You know, and Jesus is the Son of God and he could do it, but maybe it's me. But what I want you to focus on here is the intent that Jesus is willing. So we go on. And said, and then Jesus said to him, say that you don't tell anyone, but go and show yourself to a priest and offer the gift to Moses' command as a testimony to them. So what's he doing there? Well, basically he's saying this. Now that you're clean, you've got to enter back into community. And the way back into community is not going around going, Jesus heals me, Jesus heals me. The way back into the community is actually going to the priest who can declare you clean, and when you're declared clean, then you can come back into the community. There's no other way to do it but that. And so he's saying, just do the process right and you'll continue to be clean. So here's a great story. It's only four verses, packed with a lot of stuff, but only four verses. And I want to say to you tonight that sometimes when we read this story, we we box it in. Because sometimes when we talk about Jesus cleansing us we think about sin what's happening in our heart the separation from God and that's a good thought to have but I want to put that aside tonight because we're going to talk about that next week so I'm not going to let you off the hook but we're going to talk about it next week and sometimes we can just think it's about healing physically although we might struggle to understand why God heals and why God doesn't but I want to say that God and Jesus want to heal us heal the whole of us. And that includes our mind as well. So I think that when we talk about Jesus cleansing us and Jesus' desire to cleanse us, it's just not physical and it's not just our heart and spiritual, but it's also our mind and our emotions. That's why Romans says, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's why Paul says that when... The old is gone, the new has come. You're a new self when you're accepted into the kingdom of God. There's a newness that comes. It's not just about our soul, but it's about our body and it's about our mind. And he wants to cleanse all of it. I don't know about you, but I like that idea. Because sometimes we have thought patterns that we know aren't right that we need Jesus to cleanse. We have negative thoughts that come in and crowd in and and we know they're not right, but somehow we listen to them and they don't seem to go away, but 
there are times where we just say, well, Jesus, will you take these things away? There's thinking that we have that traps us and binds us and, and we just need to be free of, but we just don't know how. And then there's some attitudes that we can have towards people and towards others. Do you realise that there's always a, ca- a personality type that will make you arc up? There's a personality type that's like your anti-personality type. That when you meet that person, you go, I don't know you, but already I hate you. You know that kind of, that kind of thing? But Jesus wants to cleanse us of that as well how we see other people, how we have our attitudes and how we judge people or not judge people. It wants to cleanse us of that as well. It wants to cleanse us of habits that are, that are unhelpful to us. Addictions and, and repetitive things that we know are not of God. We know it in us and, and we don't tell anybody about it and we know that God doesn't want us to do it because there's a part of us that listens to the Spirit of God and says we're going to do something about it but we keep on finding ourselves there time and time again. Now, that's probably just me, not you. God wants to heal our thinking. Heal our minds as well as our hearts, and as well as our body. And in this passage, when it talks about leprosy, all those things collide because, because of the leprosy, he's actually socially excluded and, and spiritually excluded. And when Jesus heals him physically, he also heals him emotionally and heals him spiritually. It's the whole person. And maybe you've got a ongoing physical thing in your body going on with you that you don't tell too many people about. I think God wants to cleanse you of that as well. And you might go, well, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and nothing's happened, Barry. And you keep on talking about this God that's healing, but nothing's happening. I said, but, but the text is saying, Jesus is willing. And that's what I want you to focus on tonight. That Jesus' heart is, is not for us to be pushed down or to, to be put to one side and, and to be ignored. But Jesus' heart in this text is that he wants this person to be clean. Now, I don't know if he knows this person, but he knows you. And if he doesn't really know this person, how much more is he going to lean into the fact that you are his child? How much more is he going to want to be into the work of making you whole? If he can do it for the leper, he can do it for you. So what if whatever's going on in your head right now, whether it's physical or or mental, that comes to your mind when I start talking about this thing, you know that one thing? that comes to your mind, that one habit, that one physical ailment, that, that one thought that keeps on running through, the one thing. What if Jesus could make you clean of it? What if you come to Jesus and say, if you're willing, 
you can make me clean. And he goes, yep, I'm ready. You betcha. What if? I often say to people that if I could give you a pill that would, would cure your ailment, would you take it? Most people go, yep, not a problem. But I said, if I could give you a prayer, would you pray it? Oh, I'm not so sure about that. What's the difference? If Jesus could make you clean, would you snap at the chance? Because he's coming, running to Jesus, falling at his feet and going, I know you can do it. Will you do it for me? And isn't that what's going on inside of us? We know that it's not a part of our natural being. We know it's not what God wants for us. But yet we struggle to bring it before God and say, God, will you do something about it? Am I just preaching to me tonight? Or is there something going on in you? Because God wants to make you clean. God wants to make you clean. And God wants to bring us to a point where we can be connected with him and, and see miracle after miracle happen in our lives. But you know what our biggest problem is? Our biggest problem is, is that we've prayed a couple of times and it doesn't seem to work. And so we stop praying. We come before Jesus and go, can you make us clean? And we don't hear an answer, but nothing happens. And we wonder, well, maybe God doesn't care. Maybe God can't do what he says he does in the scriptures. And we start to doubt and we stop praying. And Jesus actually identifies this as an issue. So you're not alone. Because he tells a little parable about how we should come before God and how we should come with our needs before God. It's in Luke chapter 18, 1 to 8. And it says this. I love how it magically appears on the screen. Then Jesus told this parable to show them how they should always pray and not, join me, give up. How to pray and not give up. That's the whole preference of this parable. So he goes on. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God or cared what people thought. He gave a rip about nothing. You know, you can talk to him and he goes, Yeah, I just don't care. You know, it's kind of like a mum in a supermarket. I don't, can I have this mum? No, I just don't care. Don't, no. It's like trying to have a conversation with your father when the football's on. No, just go away. I don't care. Or in fact, a male any time the TV's on, let's face it. And there was a, a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. So here we have a woman who's got some injustice going on in her life. She's coming to the judge that doesn't give a rip. And she's going, you need to give me justice. And for some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I do not fear God or care about what people think, even though I don't give a rip, yet because this widow keeps on bothering me, I will see that she gets justice. 
so that she won't eventually come and attack me. In other words, she nagged him into submission. There you go, women. Nagging is, is in Scripture. Not just women. Let's face it. And then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see what they, that they will get justice and quickly. However, the son of man, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? So what is he saying here? He's not comparing God to the judge at all. What he's saying is if a, a judge who doesn't give a rip will give justice to a nagging woman, woman, then how much more will a God who loves you, who sees you as his child, who sees you as one that his ear is leaning towards, who, who sees you, who understands you, who has made you, how much more will God grant you what your heart is pushing for? And the last bit is saying, will I, the last bit, the Barry interpretation of that is, when I come back, will I find people who are still praying persistently? So what I want to put to you tonight, that if you have something, something has welled up inside of you as I've been speaking about what God wants to touch, I'm going to say, keep on bringing it to God. I know it gets monotonous. I know you feel like giving up. I've been there. But when the Spirit of God brings it up to you, then you know that God is on the path to wanting to do something about it. Have you ever been hiking for a week with no showers, with a group of people, or camping? And you all smell fine until you come home. And you walk into, you know, where clean people are. And all of a sudden, they tell you you're not clean and you can start to smell it on yourself that you're not clean. It's kind of what happens to us with the Holy Spirit. We can go through life just camping out, but when we meet the Holy Spirit, he will say to us, you're a little bit on the nose in that area. Let me help you be clean. And this is not about us striving. This is not about us... Uh, working for it. This is about us allowing God to do what God wants to do. Now, I don't know why God heals some people quickly and for other people it takes longer. All I know is God's heart is that he wants to and Jesus' heart says, be persistent at it, don't give up. Now take the one thing that's springing to your mind, physical or emotional, and ask yourself the question, do you want to keep living with it? Or are you willing to bring it to Jesus? So how do you do that? Well, there's a couple of things that we can pull from this story. First of all, you've got to come with the right posture. And the, and the right posture, it says that the, the, the leper came and fell at his feet 
and, and kneel before Jesus. And that's a sign of submission. That's a sign of knowing who's in authority and who's not. So when we come with the right posture, it is about seeking God's heart for what's going on inside of you instead of you telling God what you think he should be doing for you. Does that make sense? It's not about you coming and going, all right, I want you to do A, B, C and D. It's coming and saying, I've got this issue. Will you do something? It's about a place of humility. Why kneeling and, and, and before someone of authority was so, uh, such a, a, a thing of submission because it was either a place where you could be blessed or it's a place where your head would get chopped off and you had no choice which one the king would do. But the right posture is saying, God, you're God, I'm not. You know what I need, not I. I know that I've got a need and I'm going to bring it to you and I'm going to keep on bringing it to you. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to make demands that you do it my way. If you're willing, make me clean. The second thing that we need to do is come with, come on, help me out, the right understanding. Thank you. Come with the right understanding. Because sometimes when we've prayed a couple of times and we've given up, we go, well, maybe God doesn't love me or maybe God doesn't think I'm important or maybe God is not into this anymore or maybe, maybe, maybe. But the right understanding is how God sees us through Scripture, that he's working for our good, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High, that we are the blessed people of God. And so when we come with the right posture and the right understanding, we're saying, I know that I'm your child. I know that I'm important to you. I know that you're working for my good. So I'm just going to lean into that understanding that you are for me and not against me. And so if I've got an issue, I know that you have an issue about the fact that I have an issue. All you have to do is look at how people parent and you understand that. If your child has an issue, you have an issue. If a child is teething as a young baby, the whole house has an issue. If one of my teenagers lost their license, I had an issue. And that's just earthly parents. How much more do we think that God has an issue when we have an issue? And so we're going to come with the right understanding that God cares for us, God loves us. God wants us to come to him and keep coming to him, knowing that he is good and that he's faithful and that he will see us through. And I know that if you've been travelling with emotional or physical pain for a long time, that's a hard ask at times. But that's what we see. And lastly, we go giving the right praise. You know, Jesus said, don't just go around waving your hand saying, Jesus has healed me. Go and do things the right way. And that is if God heals you in some way, don't stop taking your medication. Go back to the doctor. Let the doctor determine what medication you should be or shouldn't be on. 
Give God the praise when God is ready to receive the praise. Don't, don't leap in before it's due. And so Jesus says, go, go put, present yourself to the priests and let, let the system bring you back into community. God works through doctors. God works through priests. But go giving the right praise, being thankful for what he has done already and being thankful what he is going to do. So what is that one thing that you've got in your mind? And do you dare to bring it to Jesus? Because I think he wants you to. I know he wants you to. So will you stand with me if you can? You know the drill now. You've hanged out with me long enough. I want you to respond in some way. Probably a handstand or no. I simply want you to go, God, I have something that I want you to deal with. And you're just going to put your hands out in front of you like this. And say to God, this is all I've got. Will you? Will you do something? So close your eyes. Bow your heads. And if you've got that issue, put your hands out in front of you. Just in a way of receiving. No one, no one can see. No one cares. They just want you to be free as much as you want to be free. So wake your hands out in front. And we're simply just going to ask God to do a work. Holy God, for everyone who's holding out their hands in front of them now, will you bless them with the desire of their hearts? Will you bless them, Lord, to make them clean of the things that hinder them? May you do a healing work in miraculous ways in bodies that need it. May you do miraculous things in minds that need it. We just thank you that you love us and that you want to bless us this way. So I just ask, Lord, that you bless this community with the presence of your spirit, with the blessing of your healing power upon their lives. And Lord, fill them with joy and love and peace. Again, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.